Runo forty eight of Kalevala, the Land of the Heroes by Elias Lunrote. Translated by William Forsell Kirby, eighteen forty four to nineteen twelve. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Expatriate in Bangor, Maine. Runo forty eight. The Capture of the Fire. Argument. The heroes prepare a linen net and at length capture the fish which has swallowed the fire the fire is found in the fish's belly but flashes up suddenly and burns ilmarinen's cheeks and hands severely the fire rushes into the forest burns over many countries and spreads further and further till at length it is captured and carried to the dark dwellings of kalevala ilmarinen recovers from his burns Vinamoinen, old and steadfast he the great primeval minstrel thereupon began to ponder and reflected on the method how to make a net of linen how to make the hundred meshes then he spoke the words which follow and expressed himself in this wise is there one who flax can sow me who can sow the flax and cart it and of this a net can make me weave for me its hundred meshes thus this wretched fish to slaughter and destroy the fish unhappy so a little spot they found him found a place not yet burned over in the wide extent of marshes there between two stumps they found it thereupon they dug the roots out and twas there they found the flax seed guarded by the worm of tuoni there protected by the earthworm there they found a heap of ashes dry the ashes that they found there of a wooden burned-up vessel of a boat that once had burned there there it was they sowed the flax-seed in the loose ash did they sow it on the shore of lake of alue there they sowed it in the clay-field presently the shoot rose upward and the flax grew thick and strongly grew beyond their expectations in a single night of summer then they steeped it in the night-time and they carted it by moonlight and they cleansed it and they stripped it and they beat it and they rubbed it with their tools of steel they scraped it and with all their strength they stripped it then they took the flax to steeping and it soon began to soften and they hastened then to pound it afterwards in haste they dried it then into the house they brought it and they hastened then to strip it and they hastened next to beat it and they hastened then to break it then with diligence they cleansed it in the twilight did they comb it and upon the loom arranged it quicker brought it to the spindle in a single night of summer thus between two days they worked it after this the sisters spun it and their brothers wives were netting and the brothers worked the meshes and the fathers also aided quickly did they turn the netter and the mesh with speed they twisted till the net was quite completed and the cords were fixed upon it in a single night of summer half another in addition thus the net was quite completed and the cords were fixed upon it and its length was hundred fathoms and its breadth was hundred seven stones for weights were fastened to it likewise proper floats provided with the net the youths were walking and at home the old men pondered whether they would make a capture and secure the fish they wished for then they drew the net and dragged it much they toiled and threshed the water drew it lengthwise through the water dragged it crosswise through the water captured many little fishes many luckless perch they captured many bony perch they captured and a large gold red-eye likewise but the fish they could not capture that for which the net was fashioned 
Said the aged Vinamoinen, O thou smith, O Ilmarinen, Let us now go forth together Where the net is in the water. Thereupon went both the heroes, And they drew it through the water, And upon one side they spread it Round the islands in the water, And the other side directed Round about the promontories, And the balance pole was guided, Just as aged Vainu pushed it. Thus they cast the net and pushed it, and they drew the net and dragged it, captured fishes in abundance, and they captured perch in plenty. Salmon trout in great abundance, bream and salmon too they captured, all the fishes of the water, only not the fish they sought for, that for which the net was woven, and the ropes were fastened to it. Then the aged Vinamoinen worked to make the net yet longer, wider yet the sides expanded perhaps five hundred fathoms broader netted full seven hundred fathoms and he spoke the words which follow to the depths the nets will carry and will now extend them further once again will drag the water thus another cast attempting to the depths the nets they carried further did they then convey them and again they dragged the water thus another cast attempting then the aged Vinamoinen spoke aloud the words which follow, Velamo, O water mother, old one with a lavish bosom, do thou change the shift upon thee, do thou change thy dress completely, for thou hast a shift of rushes, on thy head a cap of lake foam, fashioned by the wind's fair daughter, which the billow's daughter gave thee. Now assume a shift of linen, of the finest flax that's woven, which by Kuutar has been woven pivatar has wrought when spinning ato master of the billows ruler thou of caves a hundred take thy pole in length five fathoms take thy stake in length full seven thresh with this the open water and do thou stir up the lake bed stir thou all the heaps of refuse drive thou on the shoals of fishes where the net is spread to catch them and its hundred floats are swimming from the bays by fish frequented from the caves where hide the salmon from the wide lake's seething whirlpool and from the profound abysses where the sun was never shining undisturbed the sand forever from the lake a dwarf ascended from the waves arose a hero stood upon the lake's broad surface and he spoke the words which follow is there need to thresh the water with a long pole to disturb it Vinamoinen, old and steadfast answered in the words that follow there is need to thresh the water with a long pole to disturb it then the dwarf the little hero lifted from the bank a pine tree took a tall tree from the pine wood and prepared to thresh the water and he asked and spoke as follows shall i thresh with strength sufficient putting forth my utmost efforts or as hard as may be needful old and prudent Vinamoinen answered in the words which follow if you thresh as hard as needful you will have to do much threshing then the man the little hero set to work to thresh the water and he threshed as much as needful and he drove the shoals of fishes and into the net he drove them in the net with floats a hundred rested now the smith his oars vinamoinen old and steadfast now the net himself drew upward at the rope as he was pulling said the aged vinamoinen we have caught a shoal of fishes in the net that i am lifting with a hundred floats provided then the net was soon drawn upward and they drew it up and shook it in the boat of Vinamoinen, finding mid the shoal of fishes that for which the net was fashioned and the hundred floats provided Vinamoinen, old and steadfast to the land then urged the vessel to the blue bridge side he brought it 
to the red bridge end he brought it there the shoal of fishes sorted turned the heap of bony fishes and the grey pike found among them which he long had sought to capture then the aged Vinamoinen thus unto himself reflected is it wise with hands to seize it save with gauntlets made of iron save with gloves of stone constructed save with mittens made of copper and the sun's son heard him speaking and replied in words that follow i myself would rip the pike up venture in my hand to take him if i had my large knife only which my noble father gave me then from heaven the knife descended from the clouds the knife fell downward golden hafted silver bladed to the sun's son's belt dropped downward thereupon the sun's son seized it firmly in his hand he grasped it and with this the pike ripped open cleft the body of the broad snout and within the grey pike's belly there the grey trout he discovered and within the grey trout's belly there he found the smooth-skinned poen then he split the smooth-skinned poen and a blue clue he discovered in the poen's entrails hidden in the third fold of the entrails then the blue clue he unwinded from the inside of the blue clue fell a red clue from within it and when he unwound the red clue in the middle of the red clue there he found a spark of fire which had once from heaven descended through the clouds had fallen downward from above eight heavens descending from the ninth aerial region Vinamoinen then considered how the spark might best be carried to the cold and fireless dwellings to the room so dark and gloomy but the fire flashed up most fiercely from the sun's son's hands who held it singed the beard of Vinamoinen, burned the smith much more severely for upon his cheeks it burned him and upon his hands it scorched him and it hastened quickly onward o'er the waves of lake of alue through the junipers fled onward burnt its way through all the thicket then rushed upward through the fir-trees burning up the stately fir-trees rushing ever further onward burned up half the land of poya and the furthest bounds of savo over both halves of karelia Vinamoinen, old and steadfast followed hard upon its traces and he hastened through the forest close behind the furious fire and at length he overtook it neath the roots of two great tree stumps in the stumps of alders hidden in the rotten stumps he found it then the aged Vinamoinen spoke aloud the words which follow fire whom Yumala created creature of the bright creator idly to the depths thou goest aimlessly to distant regions it were better far to hide thee in the hearth of stone constructed there thy sparks to bind together and within the coals enclose them that by day thou mayst be flickering in the kitchen birchen faggots and at night thou mayst be hidden close within the golden fire-box then he thrust a spark of fire in a little piece of tinder in the fungus hard of birch-tree and among the copper kettles fire he carried to the kettles took it in the bark of birch-tree to the end of misty headland and the shady island summit now was fire within the dwellings in the rooms again twas shining but the smith named ilmarinen quickly hastened to the lake-shore where the rocks the water washes and upon the rocks he sat him in the pain of burning fire in the anguish of its glowing there it was he quenched the fire there it was he dimmed its lustre and he spoke the words which follow and in words like these expressed him fire whom yumala created and o thou the sun's son panu 
who has made ye thus so angry as to scorch my cheeks in this wise and to burn my hips so badly and my sides so much to injure how shall i the fire extinguish how shall i reduce its glowing make the fire for evil powerless and its lustre render harmless that no longer it may pain me and may cause me pain no longer come thou girl from land of turia come thou maiden forth from lapland frosty stockinged icy booted and thy skirts all frosted over in thy hand the icy kettle and the ice spoon in the kettle sprinkle me with freezing water sprinkle me with icy water on the places scorched so badly and the burns the fire has caused me but if this is not sufficient come thou youth come forth from poya come thou child from midst of lapland from pimentola o tall one tall as is a forest fir tree tall as pine tree in the marshes on thy hands the gloves of hoarfrost on thy feet the boots of hoarfrost on thy head the cap of hoarfrost round thy waist the belt of hoarfrost bring from poyala the hoarfrost ice from out the frozen village hoarfrost plentiful in poya ice enough in frozen village lakes of ice and frozen rivers all the air with ice is laden o'er the hoarfrost hares are skipping on the ice the bears are sporting in the middle of the snow heaps on the edge of the snow mountains on the rims the swans are walking on the ice the ducks are waddling in the midst of snow-filled rivers cornices of icy cataracts on thy sledge bring thou the hoarfrost on thy sledge the ice convey thou from the slopes of rugged mountains from the lofty mountains borders make them hoary with the hoarfrost with the ice o make them icy all the hurts by fire occasioned all the burns the fire has caused me but if this is not sufficient ukko thou of gods the highest ukko thou the clouds who leadest thou the scattered clouds who herdest send a cloud from out the eastward and a thick cloud from the westward link the edges close together close thou up the gaps between them send thou ice and send thou hoarfrost send thou too the best of ointment for the place is scorched so badly and the hurts by fire occasioned thus it was smith ilmarinen found a means to quench the fire and to dim the brilliant fire thus the smith was healed completely and regained his former vigour healed from wounds the fire occasioned end of runo forty eight recording by expatriate in bangor maine